What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to the Florida Artist Lounge. And today, my guest is a fellow musician, fellow Floridian. So always a good time when you have the local local scene to talk about. Uh, today, we're going to dive into a little bit more about church. And also, uh, it's time with one of my favorite bands, The Almost. Please welcome Jared Davis. How's it going, brother? It's going good, man. Thanks for having me. Of course. Yeah. And this was... <laughs> This is literally the fastest um, turnaround time ever. Cause he's like, I'll reach out to someone and I'll like give like a time frame. He's like, I'm gonna do today. I'm like, let's do it. <laughs> so, it's been but awesome. yeah, yeah, it's, it's getting to be toward the end of the year. And if I like, last thing I wanted to do is like, yeah, I'm interested. And like, then just it feel like I blew off. So uh, <laughs> no, I'm sure. glad it wasn't like like a hassle to do. So no, absolutely. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, especially with. Christmas around the corner, you never know. Stuff just jumps yeah. at you. But yeah, man, uh, tell people um, what you specialize in musically, like how long you've been playing guitar. And uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, so I'm a uh, music uh, coordinator at Centerpoint Church. And uh, I've officially been in that position like maybe like a year and a half. Uh, but I've been at the church since like 2011 and, um, I started off playing bass, uh, when I was like maybe 12, 13, um, and I'm 29 now and I can't do the math. Uh, I should, <laughs> I should have, should have done that beforehand, but, uh, but I started off, uh, just doing that. And then, uh, once I hit high school, started picking up guitar a little bit more and then, um, as just time progressed, like as it was needed, especially like the church that I was at throughout high school gravitated towards guitar. Cause I could do more for what was required musically. Uh, yeah. cause you can't just get up there and play bass and like everyone be into it. So it's like, <laughs> I should probably, probably invest in like an acoustic or something. Uh, so, and then from there, um, you know, it's kind of just, it snowballs. You, you buy like one piece of equipment and it's like a magnet, um you just or at least you want to buy more stuff or you start accumulating things so uh yeah um i feel that in my soul <laughs> and that's like one yeah. of those things too like how long have you been playing drums so i'm just like well for me it wasn't since i was like two or three but it's been a good like over a decade now it's weird to think that like dang i've been doing this for a minute yeah it's it's hard to imagine <sighs> I can't even other than like video like PlayStation 2 you know like that right. was that was I guess my life before music <laughs> uh which is like really depressing to think about but anyway hey as long as we're not one of those people I've been seeing those things go around on uh like Twitter or whatever like oh which uh which number are you to just start with like video games or whatever people are like oh Xbox I'm like dude like I was Sega Genesis like what are you guys you guys are skipping the good ones <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah Ugh. great but yeah um i definitely in the last i guess it's kind of the same as you the last two or three years gotten more involved with uh church on a i guess more of a director basis would you would mm. you say like would you say like coordinator music coordinator music director is that kind of like the same thing in your as your role the church or yeah kind of uh I'll let you finish your thought just because it's, it's like 
it's like weird language. Everyone's right. church is kind of different. Like, uh, you know, some, some churches don't believe in calling, well, at least at center point, uh, volunteers are not volunteers. They're bridge builders. Um, which I understand the logic behind like, you know, saying that, but it, uh, it is kind of like funny. Cause you know, having a conversation with you, like, I, I don't know what your position is. So I'll let you finish. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, right, no, you're good. but, uh, but like music, music coordinator, like what does that look like? It might be literally the same exact job as you, just like something different. Um, so it's like working at Dunkin' or Starbucks. Like you're both baristas, technically. Yeah. yeah. Um, even though the machine does eighty percent of the work for you, but whatever. Anyway, so we, we're not putting anyone on blast. We we appreciate what. No, you no. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, no. Um, more so, I'm usually. If anything, I usually do it for the youth. Um, okay. But we had like a retreat conference deal about a about a month ago in Daytona, and I was uh, music director, so I was just in charge of uh, just like directing the band, and then I also um, typically someone will run Ableton that's not the worship leader, so usually yeah. it's keys. But since I was on this weekend, that whole weekend, I just I was like, it's just easier for me to do it, so that way I don't have to like. Hey, start the track. <laughs> it's like yeah, crazy stuff so, like this. So yeah, kind of. So so I'm full time staff actually with with Centerpoint. Okay. Um, so so beyond like the the week to week, like hey, you know, run a talk back microphone and like give direction. Like hey, um, someone's playing a little jazz. Maybe maybe go to the four, not the you know too you know yeah. um so aside from that there's a lot of scheduling uh planning center um gotcha. resources making sure the correct ccli number matches with chord sheets when i have the time i'll do like a kind of my uh video like uh trying to think of it's kind of like a playthrough i don't really like break down part for part but i'll like just play like electric guitar through like the song and I'll usually do like one or two like flavors and then I'll do bass guitar. Cause those are like, I, I can't play drums or keys or anything else. So <laughs> I'll just do that just as like a, you know, so that's kind of like what my responsibilities look like. Uh, just basically if it involves music for a Sunday service or, you know, a, a bigger service, um, I'm responsible for making sure everyone knows what they're doing um, and is empowered and uh, uh, equipped uh, accordingly. So that's that's like my full time uh, situation in there. And uh, surprisingly, we don't use Ableton, um, which I don't know if that's. Uh, it's I think bl- blasphemy. <laughs> no, it's it's so weird. Like I I came from well when I first like started to work with tracks. Like I came from a live church background, and then when we first started using tracks. Um, I think we use playback, which, you know, mm-hmm. it varies from church to church. I know some churches that do prime, which I guess is another version of playback, mm-hmm. but it's like, you can actually import like your own stems that way. So it's a little bit easier. Um, yeah. Cause it's like, you know, you go from, Oh, we're going to do raise a hallelujah. to this song that we wrote last week, but wait, how do we get it in here? <laughs> so, yeah. You know. So, so you can kind of, uh, so it's funny you, you mentioned uh, playback. That's that's what we use. Uh, I've tried using Prime uh, because we got it. You know, we use a Looptimus controller. So I was like, well, maybe maybe I should see how this 
fairs and uh i just found that i uh nothing against prime i just happen to like um playbacks format way better it seemed way easier to just show someone on the fly too right um because our drummer will commonly fire that um without a foot switch it's like insane to try to fire any tracks from from playback because you have to double tap it right yeah oh my gosh i've I've had it's like a like the worst nightmare thing that happens uh like the the worship fails thing where (laughs) your drummer plays the first song again and you hear like this like overly energetic like synth line again and it's supposed to be Um, like super chill (laughs) dude i I, just a horror story uh if, if he i doubt he'll listen to it but one of our guys that plays drums it was a one situation where he was he had he plays like a top 40s like cover band so he had like a a late night out in god knows where and he sunday morning we're there and at the time we were doing two campuses within a mile of each other which is another long story i'll get to maybe (laughs) um but uh i you know we show up and i've got people across the street you know calling me up like hey we need this we need this and i'm trying to like you know Apple tech supported over the phone, unplug it, plug it back in, or, you know, just do this. Or what do you mean? You don't know how to play those shapes like capo too. So kind of like <laughs> dealing with that. Meanwhile, the campus I'm at, you know, we had, I, I don't even know if we had anyone playing bass. I think it was like someone on acoustic singing, my wife singing and like kind of playing keys and me playing guitar. And again, mostly playback was going to cover everything else. And this, this guy on drums uh, was like MIA. So we like 30 minutes before service was supposed to start, we're already kind of like trying to figure out, okay, what songs can we do? Get on pro presenter, change them out. And like, I called him multiple times, no answer, no answer, no answer straight to voicemail. He calls me, he's like, I'm on my way. And he showed up and he looked like a ghost. Like he maybe got 30 minutes of sleep and he's like, I'm so sorry. I'm like, I no man. Like, I'm just glad you're alive and not dead in the ditch. And then, uh, the cherry on top, though, is again we we play the first song, crazy synthy. I don't know, probably something by Elevation or whatever. And uh, uh, we go to start the next song, and I hear like the the, the cue and like, and yeah. I'm like, he's playing the first song again. I'm like, hey man, kill it, kill it, kill it, kill it. And like, it goes a, a good like four bars in the house, and I just like, I'm either gonna cry, walk <laughs> off. Or just like laugh, and fortunately, uh, I just like bust it out laughing. And of course, everyone, you know, is like, "What's, what's with him?" So <laughs> if you know, you know, I guess. But anyway, uh, sorry for my long no uh, story. That's perfect. But... I love it, man. That is that is why this podcast exists. <laughs> uh, but also, yeah. they're just like I, I relate to that so much. Um, I used to play. At elevation for a season and um because they have a couple of campuses out, out here they had one in melbourne was where i was at and um i forgot what song it was but something happened that my computer like bugged out for a second um so like everything dropped in the house except for like us like there was like no tracks and the worship like turned around and i was like I don't know. We gonna keep going, and then like it, it kicked back in like a second later. It was just like so weird, and you know, it's like it's. I definitely think it's those moments where it's like you need to 
I guess it shows like okay, like we actually prepared her just like oh shoot, like check yeah. like really we're saving our butts here. Oh gosh. Miserable man. <laughs> oh god. No, I hear that. So do you ever um jump between the two campuses from time to time or how does that usually uh so, so we're no longer doing that, um, okay. which is, um, in my opinion, awesome. <laughs> um, it's a relief. So, yeah. Uh, so as a, it was a really cool opportunity. Like, don't don't get me wrong. Like, it it was a really huge, uh, like, blessing. Um, so, where where the church that we originally started at is, um, uh like again, a a mile, not even from where our new location is. And the church that was originally there came to us to like dissolve, I guess. I don't know what the term is. Um, but, uh, they basically came to basically say, Hey, like we, we'd like to like merge into you and basically like, you know, fade away. Um, so them and all of their people came over and we're like doing like three services, um, you know, on a Sunday. So it was like, something insane like 8 a.m maybe 9 45 and like 11 something um and uh which means for very long days oh no and it got to the point where where uh they and i don't know how how it came came about but um at the time i wasn't um officially on staff i was just i played guitar and played bass and um mentioned it and i the the person who was kind of overseeing music and production at the time was like yeah like this is what we're doing and i was like okay so that's on paper like just draw out how many people we have doing what um because we have a couple people who double dip like they can play drums they could also sing they could also play guitar so you know when you're just kind of counting like oh this guy plays this or whatever so you know what seems like 30 people actually ended up being like 15 um, so we kind of sat down and I was like, we probably need like more than two drummers, <laughs> you know, cause right. you know, we probably need about like five, um, just to like, you know, God forbid you, you, you know, can't get people on a, on a rotation. Um, so anyway, uh, th- that idea kind of got floated out to me and I was like, yeah, like, you know, all my friends are already basically here playing at this church. So I like. I'm tapped out. I don't have like much more pool. Uh, but, uh, they ended up doing it in order to, I don't know, kind of reach more people, which it worked for a season. Um, and I think that some of that too, again, there are people who we had inherited from the other church and no matter what, um, and this is just uneducated guitar playing Jared's opinion. Um, no matter what, you can have the coolest church. You can be Elevation or, or whoever or the newest hip thing. But anytime you, like, take someone else in, you're going to lose people because you just can't please everybody. Oh, without a um, and that's yeah. And that's fine. That's no one's fault. Just people, you know, people like what they like. And when, when it's, like, a drastic change, like, I, I get that. So um, we eventually kind of – got through that and i think that again we 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 didn't really expand and this it and it sounds so bad because i it it seems like i have nothing but negative things to say about it but my first year on the job was working between the two campuses and um 
there's no better analogy I can think of other than like being in a canoe that a hole sprung up in that I like jam my finger into and just more and more holes would open up and I'd like jam my fingers into them. Meanwhile, someone else is just drilling another hole in the back. So like, that's how I felt like for like all of 2019, whenever I took this <laughs> job on was like, you know, I had a couple people who just weren't super reliable. Um, and like, you know, Thursday we do our rehearsal. So at 5 PM, two hours before practice. Oh and, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's like, great, man. Uh, so it, uh, that's, uh, that's now behind us. We're, uh, we're now operating out of the new facility. And I say that whole long story we benefited from, um, because we, we learned a lot. I learned a lot. I had to, um, you know, I was really just thrown in the deep end and, um, i learned, um, I don't know, just, a, a lot of stuff personally, but a lot about other people and how to kind of, you know, play to people's strengths and also kind of, um, I don't know, I, I inherited some things or there were some expectations that I kind of had to like, uh, you know, we can we agree to disagree and maybe like go a different direction moving forward. Um, uh, uh -huh. And uh, now we're here in, in the facility that we have now, which is what we inherited from the other church, was a far better um piece of property and building is a newer building and uh like at least sonically uh it sounds uh sounded better than the the old campus that we had so it uh that's that's where we are 2020 um one campus and uh a lot less uh gray hairs for me awesome um, yeah no <laughs> yeah. man even just from uh, -oh. uh planning center alone which <laughs> every everyone has their planning center love hate relationships um i yeah. think if i was in your position of at least like coordinating which i'm glad i guess for me i never explained but um i guess the churches i've been a part of it's more so i guess the worship leader quote unquote or like worship pastor is more so over the scheduling and the resources mm -hmm. so in a way it's like it's a weight off of my shoulders but like if i had to do all of that I would just be so ticked at everyone because there are the few people, and I mean, you probably have them too, where like everything's just undecided. I'm like, hey, like, I know you're probably going to be here, but it'd be nice to know that you're for sure. You know, I'd rather you like have it and then tell me later, oh, I can't. They're just like, are you, are you coming? <laughs> yeah. Well, fortunately, uh, uh, and, and I attribute a lot of it to, being so spread out, like I would go three months without seeing like some of my like favorite people that I worked with, like long, long time people, um, that have been, you know, dedicated, putting time in or people that were like still kind of new and I was still building like fr an actual friendship with, you know, um, and now that we're all kind of in one place, it just feels like the way it was supposed to be all along. So like, there's a really great sense of, of camaraderie and especially through like COVID-19 and kind of all the the punches that we've had to roll with, with that. Um, people have been, I don't know. It's, it's just mind blowing. Cause I, I know that I'm jaded for like, my name is Jared and I'm jaded. Like those are two facts, you know, <laughs> like I, uh, I look at last year and, and like, uh, I didn't have a Sunday off until, um, uh, 
my grandfather wasn't doing too well. Um, and the week before uh, we got news of that, my wife's grandma had uh, had passed away, which uh, my wife is the niece of our lead pastor. So is, you know, is his mom, her grandma. And um, that was, it was a whole thing. Um, and it was, it was awful. <laughs> and then uh, I, the next week, like was trying to like, you know, keep my fingers in the, the holes in the canoe, you right, know, kind of, yeah. kind of keep the, the ship from sinking. And uh, uh, my, my boss at the time I was on the phone and I just legitimately and, and very poorly handled it was just like, this is your problem. I need to go do family stuff. Like, I don't care what you do. I don't care who you talk to. I don't even care whose feelings you hurt if you do. <laughs> like, um, and graciously, uh, th- the situation was respected because they, you know, the family had just been through all that and poor timing, you know, for for all of it to happen. And um, but everything was fine. And again, like it, it also I think may have just kind of really helped us see the light that, like, man, like eventually, like we're going to burn people out. And now like we have this, like, I've got so many, this isn't like a a brag. It's like, it's really great. I've got really awesome drummers. um, But I have so many of them that are like, like this close to like mud wrestling for a a chance to just play, you know, more drums. Like I've got a, a really, really great guy that um, he's a very mature playing like electric player you know he's very um methodical you know um behind like you know he's, he's not just like I, i'm kind of add uh <laughs> if you haven't if you haven't been able to pick up on that but in my playing i'm just very busy and like probably overplaying constantly and he uh he's just a really solid electric and kind of like one of my that's that's the the area where i'm thin most of the times but it's fine because like selfishly i'm like oh i'll just play Um, but there for a minute, like he was off drums for like three months and like, he called me, he's like, is everything cool? Like you mad? I'm like, I, I didn't realize it was that big a deal. I thought it was all the same to you. Yeah. I'll put you on drums. Uh, and then again, like the same thing, like a week or two later, someone else was like, Hey man, like I could, I could drum more often. I was like, I, can you pick up like a different instrument? Just so like, I like having you around. I don't have any preferences. Y'all can all count. Um, so it's, uh, again, it's, it's kind of life is better than, uh, I feel like I deserve in this, this position because it's easy to to operate and do this, like as stressful as those things are like on paper. When you think about if you had to be responsible for all these people, it's a easier job to do when you have a great culture and, and not yeah. that that's like, that's not a hundred percent Jared, you know, did this and now the team you know, just gets it like, no, there's, there's something else. It's, it's a, it's all cohesive. People buy into uh, what our pastor has to say. And, and just the overall culture of the church is what got their foot in the door. They just happen to be musicians. Um, and we all just happen to get along. So, so it's, it's a crazy, you know, shift from, from then to now. And I don't know. So I, I hope for you, if that door does open that you're not like, so scared uh, yeah, to, right. to, to walk through, but it, it does kind of, um, your relationships with people, uh, become far more sincere. Um, and I kind of had to grow out of some of that, um, last year too. Cause I was kind of, there's some people that, um, 
we're kind of on the fringes, like you said, like those people that are like, Hey man, are you going to show up or what? <laughs> so, yeah. uh, anyway, uh, cool. I love it. Well, one thing I want to talk about, which I think, I don't know, I've never really talked about it. So I actually picked up a harmony guitar. Um, oh yeah. The, the joys about being a, well, there are pros and cons, obviously. And at first, there are some cons with being involved with multiple churches. You can't really, like, build, like you said, that camaraderie. You can't really, like, build a solid uh, connection with everyone. But cool thing about it sometimes is that you find old church gear. And old church gear usually has to get sold or you get take some home. So <laughs> yep. uh, I think I literally got it for, like, 50 bucks because it had been sitting up in the, I guess, the old kids' room for, like, three years. And I was like it's playable. I'll just keep it. <laughs> so I think it's yeah. a harmony guitar. I don't, I couldn't tell you what model it is or whatever. Um, yeah. but I have that. So I've been kind of, uh, doofing around on that now for like six months. And the one thing that I cannot, and it's the one thing like, I was like, Oh, you play guitar. So you must play electric. And I'm like, no, like playing guitar and playing electric are two different things. Cause like for yeah. me, like I, I can play acoustic here and there. I love it. But electric, it's like, you have to, I don't know, I guess you have to find your sound. And even within that, like, I know how to do some stuff, but, like, I don't know how to do it musically or in real time. Like, I'll just mess around on Logic. Like, I'll do the uh, guitar rig, and I'll just, like, play around some different stuff. Like, oh, cool, I like, you know, I'm a sucker for, honestly, just, like, some clean reverb with a little delay, like, maybe a little overdrive. And like I'm oh, good. Christian Christian tone. Yeah. <laughs> well, not yeah. even that. Honestly, more like um I guess kind of like the the midnight guitar vibes. Kind of like those like old yeah. like, like kind of like the 80s balladisc, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, but yeah, yeah, like what did you what's your kind of like your go-to? Cause like so you had like two different flavors. Like, what did you say like your go-to's? Like, what are you using? Uh, so um for so I own more uh, stuff than I care ever cared to uh, have accumulated over time. Like, uh, <laughs> That's how it, me and I Trump, used yeah. it. It used to be I had a. I still have it. Uh, I have a jazz bass, and I had a uh, Fender Jazzmaster, um, and that was about. It, and the, uh, no, I'm sorry. I had three. I had a, a, a Fender Kingman acoustic, and uh, I wish so bad to go back uh, to 2011 or 2012, whenever it was that I had all three of these and was just like, Hey, tap out. This is all you need. Um, stop, stop accumulating. Uh, because, uh, I've got like, uh, I'm looking in the room right now. Uh, I've got like four or five in here and I've got four hanging on the wall in the other room. Um, and I've got one, I've got my great grandfather's guitar hanging, uh, in, in the bedroom next to me. Uh, so it can watch over me while I sleep. So, um, I don't really have a <laughs> like <laughs> bottom line favorite, but, uh, probably the coolest story I think that I could tell you, uh, um, I, I could tell you one or two and I'll, I'll tell you one. You can tell me if you want the second one, but my great grandfather's guitar, uh, is a 1944 Martin D28 that, um, when, when my grandpa gave it to me uh he's the the grandfather that passed away last year his name was um 
well, we called him Buzzy, but his, his real name was Ralph Leonard Samples, uh, which Ralph, uh, I love my grandfather, but Ralph is a rather unfortunate name. But, uh, <laughs> but he, uh, we called him Buzzy. And uh, in 2014, we're uh, in Ohio for Thanksgiving. And, um, you know, I, about the time that I started playing music, I, you know, you know, just life had kind of picked up and I hadn't seen him for many years and I hadn't really got to share music with him or talk music with him. So one other time when I was up North, we kind of had a conversation and he talked about having some Martin guitars and that was it. And, uh, this time, you know, we're actually at his house for Thanksgiving and, um, we got to talking and he, uh, he's like, yeah, I'll go downstairs and, uh, get my, uh, my guitar. And he, he had a, a D 35. Um, and I don't know, really a whole lot between the different numbers and models and yeah. stuff but but he he had this one d35 that was whatever year was like a, a lifetime warranty and uh he'd said he'd sent it in a couple times and he pulled it out and it, it was just old and played and it was awesome um he had a rattlesnake tail in the sound hole of the guitar um and it was like shaking around and i thought it was like a guitar pick or something and you know, I asked him why it was in there and he just kind of shrugged, you know, <laughs> and I, so I got to play that guitar and that was, it was so cool, you know, and he, he refused to to play anything because it had been so long since he had picked up a guitar. So, but it was just really cool that he let me, you know, even breathe on this guitar. And then he's like, Hey, uh, I've got this other guitar. Um, it needs some work. Maybe, you know, someone who could fix it. So we go back downstairs and he, he brings out this old busted case and, uh, opens it up and it's another martin and it's broken at the headstock between the the low e and high e tuning peg um and i looked at it and i was like man like i i guess some wood glue and some wood clamps i don't know i'll have to call you know my friend mark and uh i i looked at it i was like i don't know and uh you know i'm trying to pull out my phone and do what research I can. And I, I see that it's like a 1944 and he, he told me that his dad had it, um, you know, and just, you know, and it, it had seen much better days. Um, you know, the, the, the bridge was held on with like metal screws and stuff. So it was, it was like, I don't know, the family project guitar or something. <laughs> and, uh, my friend Mark, uh, a few months later after I, like, I finally worked up like, the courage to let someone work on it. Cause I was just so terrified to let anyone like ruin this guitar more than it already was. But I kind of figured like, all right now it's in, like two pieces, like how bad can it get? And, uh, you know, about a month later, uh, I get a phone call from my friend Mark and, uh, it, I answer, I'm like, hello. And it's him strumming the guitar. I was like sick. So, um, so that guitar is really cool. Kind of being, um, you know, I didn't really, my my family, my extended family is in Ohio, and I didn't really spend uh, more of my adult years up there. I mean, I, I go up occasionally, but, um, you know, just a lot of divorce and a lot of other crazy stuff with my family. And I wish I had spent more time up there and, and even with him. And when he passed, you know, I was, you know, so devastated that I never got a chance to, you know, show him like, hey, man, like, this is your dad's guitar. It's in one piece. Um but it is cool that I still have it. You know, there's, there's so many other, uh, you know, if my house burnt down tomorrow and that guitar was still standing, like I'd be like, thank, I'd be relieved, you know, like, cool. Yeah. The rest of it's replaceable, but this isn't. 
So, um, so that's kind of recently been the go-to actually. Um, cause I, you know, did a restring and did some work on it. Um, and, uh, I actually got to play we did kind of a, a stripped back acoustic thing um and i never get to play acoustic guitar um other than like around the house i usually sitting on the couch while my wife is watching tv like it would just piss her off if i was just like bang, 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 with the with my my big old acoustic so i'll just kind of be over there and even still she's like you gonna like watch this show or are you just gonna so uh, a little bit of both yeah so <laughs> but yeah that's uh yeah that's uh mine and uh i don't really name guitars that one i uh named buzzy because uh you know my granddad so um yeah all that yeah, that's cool i think that is probably the most epic like i don't know like i guess heirloom maybe the kind of story i've ever like ever heard because even for just like collecting guitars like what did he ever say like why there was the the rattlesnake was in there or was it just like <laughs> um so so i'm a, I'm a I, he's probably turning in his grave uh <laughs> at this moment because i so my so papal buzzy chain smoked like he literally ate cigarettes um <laughs> it's kind of like just a constantly you know well like he just he was constantly just like using like the last cigarette to light his new one you know and, and his uh second wife uh got on to him so like he was you know she'd leave the house and he'd be in the other room just burning him down and because of that like his voice was just like oh you know so him talking you get every other word so i remember shaking his guitar around here and something in it i was like oh you got some picks in there and he's like oh and i was like what did he just say (laughs) so i shook it around and i was like oh rattlesnake tail why you know why do you have that in there he's like oh you know and that's that's all he said about it (laughs) okay um but it's like a it's like a folk thing okay, uh yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like a mojo thing uh oh, so you could read articles online or something but that's that's all he ever said um uh and the, the last thing on that guitar apparently it was bought for 12 dollars at a gas station uh somewhere in i don't know if it was clay county uh west virginia where my granny nine lived or what but uh yeah the Rattlesnake to who? So, legendary. Don't smoke. Don't smoke, kids. There you go. This is the actual real uh, message behind today's episode. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> truth, right? So, but yeah, I just, I don't know. I think nowadays, um, I've gotten to some conversations. I've never like talked about it openly, but like, um, it's a crazy just nowadays, like just how much even within like at churches or whatever you know like not everyone has their own gear it's like even like for some of us it does happen in excess but i still like i'm a firm believer that like it helps not only obviously it helps preparedness but also like just in general like if you're playing somewhere like multiple Mm -hmm. uh times a month or whatever you know you're um I guess it helps you to be better prepared because like, you know, being a drummer, like I've been in places where you have to take your own snare and cymbals or, you know, at least if something breaks, you know how to fix it because you have your own stuff, not just like 
Oh, uh, the kick head's broken. What do you mean? <laughs> and then, you know, yeah. You, got, you get a whole fiasco. <clears throat> uh, but yeah, that's that's awesome. I hope to. I don't. Know, I don't. I don't need one, but I would love to have like a like a breed love or something just to like have at the house. But yeah, they uh, they they make a. I mean, there's so many great you know brands that are affordable, but they they really do make like great player guitars. You know, um, that's not like your great granddad's Martin that you're afraid to you know play the top off of. You know, right. <laughs> so uh, yeah. That's awesome. So I think that since we're in Florida, we can talk about a solid Florida band. And I didn't, I think the weirdest way I've met a lot of people at shows or the weirdest way I've met people nowadays are like at shows. Cause like, Oh, how do you know? So, so, Oh, we met at the goat house or like, you know, all these other venues or yeah. whatever. Um, but yeah, so this is, this is really funny. So this actually, I think I went to like three people. So um, I went to a show in January that Jared was playing a tour and actually won concert tickets, which I thought were like was super fake. So I don't remember who it was through. It was like one of those Facebook ads like, oh, enter this contest. I'm like, eh, whatever. Like, what's the worst that could happen? And like, I got an email from this dude who's like Jason or someone from Live Nation. I'm like, this ain't real. It's like, hey, like you've been selected for uh the almost like it's like what date you want to see in like your names like it's you and I'm like what the heck no it's so, like I was like Orlando blah, blah. and he's like cool you're good I was like oh okay <laughs> so I'm just like holy crap like blows my mind that you know you just people still win stuff like that so it's like heck yeah man so I think it had been like I think the last show I saw before that was Foo Fighters and that was like a hot minute ago because I think they came in 2018 and they hadn't been to florida in almost a decade uh, so i was like shoot get to go to a free show let's do it so i took my uh my roommate at the time and yeah so it was a it was a solid show but um long story short holy crap um i remember we played uh i think it was one christmas for youth group we did like i love i think the one thing i love about youth group is unless it's completely out the window you can literally do whatever you want <laughs> and or at least back in our day yeah. nowadays probably not <laughs> but yeah pre-20 pre-2015 you could literally do whatever you want um but yeah so i think it was for a christmas service like we played like you know your typical christmas carols or whatever or whatever you could play with a worship band and then we didn't tell everyone we told the youth pastor he was cool with it we played amazing because it is <laughs> At the end. It was so fun. Um, but yeah, that was like my first uh, experience with The Almost. And for those of you who don't know, The Almost is a, um, is, is it an alternative technically? Sure. Okay. I just, <laughs> I've, in the last year, I've learned so many different like subdivisions of rock and indie. I'm just like, it's just music I just vibe to. I, I, it's just a rock band, I guess. Uh, yeah. I, yeah yeah um so it's a rock band uh they're based in florida so aaron gillespie um he plays every he actually plays everything (laughs) um yeah he wrote and recorded most of the music and then uh he has a band to tour with when they do shows so if you want to talk a little bit about how 
how you got into that and uh just how it was this this past tour i think it was the fear caller tour and also it was mm-hmm. 10 years of southern <clears throat> weather so it was pretty neato yeah um yeah so it's uh it's crazy uh i've had such a strange life um <laughs> i i you know i remember southern weather coming out and uh being in high school and being like okay cool like and uh i remember like i'll probably if <laughs> if any of those guys ever take time to like if rowdy or jj or aaron takes the time to listen to this he'll probably make fun of me so hard but i remember cutting grass with my friend john um because that's what i i didn't have a car i had like nothing going for me and i remembered like you know, just weed eating or doing whatever, you know, just trying to make some money with him and his landscaping business and listening to, uh, like the loudest music that I could. And I was like, so sick of it. And I remember like kind of forgetting that I had, uh, the almost on my iPod and, uh, I put Southern weather on like repeat. And I remember just being like, man, like this would be so fun to like, play one day like this this would be such a like it's such a good record there's not like really I can't think of any song on that record that I'm like eh about you know like there's usually you know the 1975 or someone puts out a new record and you're like eh um about like a couple songs you know and then there's like five songs that you're like oh those are the bangers but like all the songs in the record were so good so flash forward uh about 2010, uh, through mutual friends being in the right place at the right time, I actually met uh, Aaron through some some people. He was kind of involved with the church here in Florida. Uh, it was like in Hudson. And, um, you know, in the back of my mind, I always thought, you know, it'd be, it'd be cool to like, you know, maybe if, if through the church or something, if he's going to play music here, if they like need a bass player, like, you know, I'll just, it'd be cool to be the guy. And, uh, the, the right people just vouched for me. And there was a, uh, a small show, uh, we did it, uh, in, uh, Newport Ritchie at this bar and, um, just kind of, I'd met kind of Aaron in passing a couple of times and I made it a point like, Jared, you talk a lot, like, don't, you know? <laughs> so I just <laughs> kept my mouth shut and I was just like, you know, what? like just be a really good bass player for the rest of these guys. And like, maybe that'll that'll get back and you know someone will want you to play bass one day um and fortunately it was him we were we were hanging out and he just very casually hey man uh, we're gonna do this like small local like think like nirvana mtv unplugged kind of thing like i'm gonna play acoustic uh you got your own equipment you know come play bass and i was like absolutely let's do it send me a set list and um the next day after so that you know friday we do the show the next day uh, I get a text from Aaron. He's like, Hey man, like, thanks for doing the thing. Um, you know, we'll be in touch soon. <clears throat> and, uh, that was that, uh, there was talks of him doing like a, uh, and I'm so sorry, I'm jumping around here. He had a worship record. Um, what was it? Uh, Grace through the wandering, I think it was like, or, uh, it was the one before that. And I can't, oh, okay. Yeah, um, anthem like, song. That's what yeah, it was. Yeah, okay. Anthem song. So that was uh, due to come out in 2011. So, the, between the guys that were from the church uh, that I was playing with, they're kind of talking like, oh, I think Aaron's going to do a tour. I think he's going to do a tour. And like, we want you to be on it. And I was like, well, it's not really y'all's decision, is it? <laughs> so, uh, unfortunately, um, 
Aaron asked me to, to be a part. Um, and, uh, I was digging ditches with my stepbrother that day, um, doing plumbing for a swimming pool. And, uh, I see phone call Aaron Gillespie and I ran over and it's like very professionally, Hey, how can I help you? You know? And he's like, who are you? Like, what do you <laughs> like? Why are you being so proper? You know? So, uh, and he laid it out. I was like, Hey, we got this tour. Um, it's looking like it'll be like three months, you know? And at the time, like I was just working like these BS jobs and, uh, uh you know, digging ditches for my stepbrother or cutting grass for my friend. And, um, so I was able to kind of like drop everything and go. So from there, uh, up until like shortly after Grace to the Wondering, uh, I was kind of working for Aaron, uh, back in 2014, maybe, uh, the almost did an Australian tour. And that was like before they like tapped out and called it quits. Um, and their uh, the guy that was playing for them was teching for, uh, some other band or something just couldn't like overlapping touring schedules. So I got to play bass, um, for, um, some of the songs off of like fear inside our bones and stuff. And some of the other old catalog stuff. And then, um, <clears throat> shortly, I don't know if it's, 2015 or whenever it was but uh things kind of like we kind of slammed the brakes like I didn't really you know Aaron was um heavily touring with Paramore and then the Underrow stuff started kind of revving back up so I kind of like you know there was no more like one-off stuff because it eventually you know the full band that it was you know the the worship stuff uh consolidated to you know, a, a two piece kind of thing. So, uh, this other far more talented gentleman, AJ Cheek, who now plays guitar for uh, dashboard confessional. And he also has his own like music out, which is incredible. Um, 13 reasons why I had one of his songs, uh, better off. Uh, I think it was like the first season or something. Um, so I, I it's kind of cool seeing that come full circle, but, uh, Aaron, for whatever reason, <laughs> allowed me to take his position kind of doing this two piece, thing uh and we we flew to canada a couple times uh and a couple other spots within the states just kind of doing this you know kick drum acoustic and then like a you know dotted eighth electric guitar or he would go over and sing and play drums and i'd use like an octave pedal and kind of play bass and guitar at the same time which kind of gave me an idea to start music later on with number nine which if we have time we can talk about that but uh so anyhow, uh, that died out and, you know, understandably so. And I kind of thought, you know, that was, that was going to be it. And, uh, around January beginning, you know, 2019, January, February, um, I get a text from Aaron and he's like, Hey, um, I'm going to put a band together for the almost. Um, so I, I immediately assumed it's like, I guess I'll, guess I'm playing bass. And he's like, I need you to play guitar. And I was like, Oh, sick. And, um, so that's kind of how that happened, you know, because <laughs> like I just kind of, you know, and I kind of felt a certain way about it for a while. And, you know, because when you're young and you have all this, you feel like you got all this opportunity and stuff like you get your feelings hurt so easily over dumb stuff. And like, that's just life, you know, um, you know, like if, you know, for for instance, like I'm, I got a little girl on the way, you know, so if I like don't have time to hang out with friends and like I have a friend that wants to get like butt hurt because I can't spend time with them like it's like well got a kid and a wife you know like I, I don't have just excess time so 
you know, uh, you know, at the time I kind of had to look at it and go, you know, uh, there's no work for me to be you know, doing anything. And like Aaron's completely out of Christian music. So it's like no one from, I, I don't qualify to fill in for anyone for under oath, you know what I mean? Right. Uh, so it was, it was really, really awesome. And I was honored, you know, that he, he called and uh, decided to trust me with uh, his music and, and trust me with, you know, playing guitar. Um, Cause there's only two of us, you know, playing, you know, and so, a lot of ground to cover. Um, and, uh, yeah, so it, uh, that's how, uh, that went down. (laughs) So I apologize that all my stories are so long. I'm just very talkative and long winded, but that's kind of, it wasn't someone, someone thought that I had like auditioned, uh, they're like, Hmm. Hey, so like, how did, how did the whole like almost thing? Did you like try out for it? I was like, no. Um, (laughs) you never, some people just, it's how their brain works. <laughs> it's it's so funny. I've only ever auditioned for one thing in my life, and I didn't make it. And it was for southeastern uh, that sounds music, right. like a couple, <laughs> a couple. Well, to be fair though, like I auditioned before, like I had because I was like, I don't really want to go to college here, but I'd love to play music here. And right. uh, at the time, I did uh, at least. Um, but uh, I auditioned and. Uh, was told no and that was fine um because my life would be different um and i'm thankful for him at now so yeah yeah man yeah that's how i felt about disney and all the other fun stuff i think those were like because i think that's how um i want to say it's how i met parker but that's definitely a lie but i think i met someone and then like after that i met parker um but i auditioned for bush gardens i think like three times and yeah and it was just like uh Cause I guess they're very, for me, I think for me, like with doing something on the spot, like I have to, my comfortability has gotten a lot better, but like back then I was just like, if I mess up, like you see it like on my face, I guess they like, they yeah. attention to like everything. So it's just like kind of being yourself and then being able to, you know, kind of fit in with the, with the vibe of the group. Um, yeah. So yeah, I've not, uh, not played Latin since. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely have not. But um, yeah, so number nine is a two-piece project. Y'all are based in Tampa. Uh, well, Parker actually uh-huh. lives in Lakeland okay. now. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, Riverview is where I'm at. So eh, you could say Tampa. If I was out of state and someone asked me where I was from, I'd just say Tampa because, yeah. like, you don't <laughs> want to explain what, like, what is Riverview? Where is that? So, uh, sure. Yeah, we'll go with Tampa. Exit but, uh, seven? Yeah. yeah. It's, I had someone ask me that, like, sick band, seven, huh? So, <laughs> no. Number nine. So. Man. But yeah, um, how did, how did that kind of happen? And, um, what was it like doing the, like, we talked a little bit about, you know, um, band happenings um kind of how that happened and you know kind of getting through the the hurdles of being in a band like I think I think there's only ever one band that I was like officially from like from jump um Mm -hmm. like everything else I've auditioned for kind of got in and like you said like the breaks kind of happened I think like the one of the guitarists like literally didn't have a job and I was like dude like I can't keep doing all this stuff for you like you gotta get your own stuff and you know do something um but yeah 
So it's yeah, I think um <clears throat> so back in gosh, I should know when we started. Um <laughs> gosh, it's so bad. Twenty sixteen, I think, is when uh our first EP was like released, but we were doing stuff in like twenty fifteen, I believe. Um so Parker and I met, um, I'd known Parker since like I think I was just out of high school. So I was like 18 and, um, I knew him through some mutual friends and he started, uh, helping us out at center point playing drums and, uh, keys and literally Parker can play everything. Um, <laughs> he's like the better half of number nine, honestly. Um, but he, uh, he started playing and just, um, being a bass player first and then guitar player, I still always like really want, uh, exaggeration with drums. So we just, we hit it off, like, as far as like reading each other's body language and kind of like predicting each other, or he got pretty good at like, I know what Jared's going to ask me to do and I'm not going to do it. You know, <laughs> So a lot of like either being frustrated or like, ah, clever, but he, um, just, we kind of talked about it here, there. And, uh, um, just tease the idea of like, oh, it'd be kind of cool doing like, you know, doing a band or something, you know? And, uh, and I kind of woke up one day and, uh, I don't know, it's like something that happens to you every five years or so you kind of look back. And, uh, I thought about kind of much what I was talking about before a lot of the frustration, um, that I kind of felt with like, I felt like I had some momentum and like something to offer someone's project. And then the project kind of disappeared and that's no one's fault. It's just, you know, there's seasons for things. And, um, and, uh, but again, like for me, I was like, well, you know, if I had, I've never actually started anything. Like even when I was in high school, I was in a band with my brother and I was in another band that, uh, originally my buddy had like called me like, can I borrow your bass and bass equipment? Cause I'm going to be in this band. <laughs> it's like, sure. <laughs> but, uh, and then I ended up taking his place. So, uh, my equipment was in the band before I was, but, right. uh, and even playing for, for, uh, you know, Aaron's solo stuff and then doing the, uh, um, the almost, uh, filling in, like all that stuff was like someone else's thing and that's fine. And I'm actually happier doing that. Like, cause I, I get to kind of creatively translate things, but I'd never actually taken a crack at it you know, doing my own thing. And for me, it was very therapeutic. There's a lot of stuff that, uh, that same day, I think that I woke up and thought about that, like, man, like I want to, you know, make music and I love doing it at the church, but you're still within a box. And like, um, you know, there's a lot of things that I wanted to say, uh, but like in a normal conversation, just like between you and me, um, I couldn't really say or process. And, um, I don't know, it's, it was just a, out of like, working crazy hours. Uh, like I, I lost a job. Um, I, I then went from that job to working at guitar center and I made it just out of like my probationary period where I could start making commission and quit because I got tired of driving out and I just hated working there. And then, uh, I went back to working at Starbucks. So I was just, my sleep schedule was all crazy. So I just, I'd be awake and just think, well, I'm awake. I should do something like productive. So, um, so I started kind of writing some stuff and went through like Parker and I met up at the church a, a number of times and 
I thought, well, we're, you know, this close to Tampa and everyone else is in a hardcore band. I guess that's what we should do. And, uh, that lived like that idea breathed for like maybe five seconds. I was like, I don't want to do that. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not wired that way, but, uh, something finally clicked in our writing process and, and just again, Parker and I gelled really well. And, you know, based on, um, how we actually create the sound that we do it's, it's it was all parker's idea um well half parker's idea it was my idea and he made it better so uh <laughs> he found a better pedal to create the sound of like the bass guitar and normal guitar at the same time um and uh that's like we've we bought it and like never looked back and it, it's made life way easier and on many occasions uh i actually used it for church when we couldn't find a bass player i'm like well i could play like rhythm and like bass at the same time so um so that's kind of the idea and also we thought you know man there's these other bands that have like five or six people seven people like what happens when they actually make 30 dollars from one of these like crappy shows like me and Parker at least pocket 15 bucks and like can go buy dinner or a beer or something, you know, like being in another band with like, yeah, at least, you know, whatever. So all these other bands that have the, you know, that, that big of a crowd, like no one's really getting a cut. So um, it just seemed not just from business purposes, but creatively, like, you know, we can fine tune a lot of stuff because it's just between the two of us. So we can go even deeper, but there's also limited resources. So we kind of work ourselves into a box because we can only kind of write music a certain way. So, um, so it's kind of cool. Like, uh, the freedom of expression and like saying things, uh, as well as expressing them, but like, uh, yeah, that's, that's kind of the, the genesis of what, what got us started and um, just the whole reason why there's only two of us. <laughs> so uh, we'd probably write more technical music if someone would maybe play guitar and I played bass or vice versa. <laughs> so uh, anyway. Cool. That's awesome, man. Yeah. It's just, uh, I think like we talked about a little bit earlier, like everyone has a different take, you know, whether it's the church world or just like, you know, being a, a creative and just writing your own music. Um, like you said, you can kind of do your own thing, but depending on like who you're working with or how you gel, you know, that's the, uh, the power, but also like the, the limiter on everything. Um, but yeah, I guess one roundabout or round up question, uh, how would you say like in between those two, like the church and the tour world, like how have you been able to, not only just be like you were saying, like you have, you know, your sound that you can creatively um, reproduce songs that have already been done, but also like, how does that, um, how's being in those two different worlds, you know, from being like, you know, Sundays and Thursdays to, you know, being on the road for three months doing a set list. Like how does that kind of uh, challenge you creatively or like kind of, added some skills so, here. <clears throat> so with, I mean, not the, the age old saying is practice makes perfect. So, you know, when you prepare for a tour, so for the almost, we, we did a week of rehearsals, uh, like November last year. And then the day before we left, uh, well, 
left to the, the first two shows were here in town. So the day before <laughs> our, our Orlando show, we did like two run throughs just to kind of like brush up on everything and make sure we, we got transitions and stuff. So, um, so you're playing the same 10 or so songs every night and, uh, night after night, you're, you know, kind of discovering like, Oh yeah. Um, so you're getting better and better. So I like that better than, um, doing like, okay, here's four completely different songs with a completely different group of musicians. Um, I mean, I do like that in some ways because it is challenging and in a way of like learning to communicate and get the best out of someone, like, especially like, you know, couple years ago when you're kind of working with a drummer that like really doesn't quite get it or you know a a lazy bass player or something just trying to find ways to inspire people to like be better (laughs) um that sounds really cocky to say but uh, that's me and youth band (laughs) yeah so so but uh but playing for the almost and um doing number nine stuff like uh, and number nine stuff this year's kind of you know, we haven't done anything. We, we did like a rehearsal, you know, and, and told Parker, I'm like, I'm so sorry. It's been like this. He's like, (laughs) it's not like there's shows to play, but, um, but you know, when we were in like a decent, like rhythm of doing that, like it felt like every time we played the songs, like you find little pockets of creativity because you know, the base level of like what's needed, but then you can also find like, okay, it's like playing Jenga, almost with the song, like you find, like I can move this out here and set this on top here and I can move this middle brick out and not even put it back at all. We don't need that. So it kind of the same, same way in playing for the almost, I, there was a couple jam parts between like, um, uh, we did a song called, uh, uh, gosh, chokehold after chokehold, we would do kind of like this, vibey thing and uh you know every night it was a little bit different but there were little things that I would go to and kind of remember from like okay the night before that worked really well and like the two nights before I remembered this thing let's roll the dice on this part you know (laughs) and uh same thing at the end of uh there's a song called I Won't Miss and there's a lot of slide guitar in that and uh that was you know again um kind of like track your own progress kind of thing um where I, I kind of felt, at least in my opinion, I felt like versus what I, you know, was doing at the beginning of tour toward the end, I felt like I had finally felt more and more comfortable and could enjoy the moment of being on stage with three other people and also like people watch a little bit from the stage. Uh, cause that's really fun. Um, you know, uh, especially when you're trying to be a cool guy and flick a pick at someone and it hits him in the forehead. Um, <laughs> the or or uh something but uh you know that i i definitely like that just because like music is you know with the church it's it's awesome it's great what we provide but it can be so mentally taxing and and again for me like i'm playing every week just about you know and um and i'm grateful for it it's 2020 and there's a lot of musicians without work and it's crazy to be like wow i you know the 80% of my job, like where I do most of my work or what the, the 80% of my job that I feel like I'm probably most organized and best at, uh, is, is playing, you know, music. And, um, 
that sounded really cocky and that's not what I mean, but it's, uh, as far as organization and stuff, I'm probably not the most organized, but like I can play, you know, these elevation guitar parts or bass parts or something, you know, and I, there's a lot of people who have this, like, man, I'm, I'm at least good at this thing and I can't do it now. So, um, so I say all that, you know, I do prefer the one, but I'm grateful for my, my current situation because, you know, like I will gladly learn four new songs every week, uh, in order to keep a roof over my head and provide for my, my wife and, um, our, you know, soon to be here daughter, you know? So, uh, but yeah, I, I don't know if you feel that either, you know, where, when you put time into something, yeah, you play the same songs over and over again, but like, you know, it just becomes muscle memory. And again, yeah. you, you really appreciate so much more of what's going on in the, in the moment you, from a performance stand piece, like stand piece, that's not a word performance standpoint, you put on a better show. Uh, you, you give people like, Hey, you spent, you know, 15 bucks to be here or however much to be here. And if you're just like blasting songs at them and you're not even like, fun about it like that sucks you know <laughs> like yeah i don't want to go i don't want to go pay to see you know you two and like bono not run laps you know what i mean <laughs> or i don't want to pay to see the foo fighters and dave grohl not like you know hey, what's up like the whole set you know <laughs> like right. if you just got up there and just like okay here's a song here's a song this like i want to see long. you know <laughs> yeah so and I, and I hope that, you know, at least I, I made people feel like they got their money's worth for what I was trusted to do, uh, with the almost, or anytime someone comes to see, uh, number nine or anytime someone comes to the church, I hope that they're not like, let's put that guy on worship fails, you know? <laughs> so, uh, so anyway. Awesome. Yeah, no, man, that is, um. I love that. It's cool. I like that. I feel like in a way, even though we hadn't talked a lot about it prior, I was like, I feel like I'm going to see a, a lot of things either the same way or very like, I get it. And that's what was really cool. Just to like kind of hear your side of things and just see how, how you work, especially like musically. I'm just like, dang, I feel that. It's, it takes one to know one. It's really hard. Um, to try to explain, you know, it's like speaking Russian to someone who doesn't, you know, <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, it, it's, it, you know, we've all had like, you know, jazz musician buddies who want to talk to us and like, you know, diminished threes and Locrian fifth removed, you know, and it's like, I no, no you know, that, that does not, <laughs> you know, but there's always, uh, I don't know, especially working within the church there's there's just something that gets branded on us where it's like yeah i get it um so it's kind of funny you say that um but yeah one one thing that that is you know you, it, a lot of similarities as far as like taking liberties and like doing you know translating things your own way like uh, so much of playing like worship guitar is like mimicking synthesizer parts yeah um uh or like if you're playing bass, like mimicking like sub bass parts, which is like played on a keyboard and sometimes like impossible. Um, <clears throat> but uh, aside from like that, like, you know, your church is just grateful to have music usually. Yeah. Um, and I, I feel, and I'm, you know, 
not to brag on like my church or my team, but you know, I'm nothing without them. You know, we have a really great group of people that are willing to volunteer their time. Um, so that, that part's easy. And, and again, like we all have like creative freedom there. The part that's tricky is having toured with a like avidly like non Christian band, you know what I mean? Like the, the almost started off as that. And then it like was total polar opposite and I see nothing wrong with, um, but not a lot of people see it that way. Um, so there's, there's been a couple, um, more so one, um, situation where that has kind of been like frustrating and hard because it's like, how can you go off and do this, but you're, you know, you're a man of the cloth kind of thing. It's like, all right, you know, like we can agree to disagree. Like all music is art and, and it's a universal language that comes from our creator. And, uh, you know, it's, you know, it, it brings people joy and it brings people together. It's not divisive. Being divisive is saying that, you know, like uh, I think it's C.S. Lewis, which I've not really completed any of his books or anything, but <laughs> there's no separation between the sacred and the, and the sec- secular, you know, um, that it's all, you know, anyway, sorry. I just slapped my microphone. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is the f- finish. <laughs> uh, so, exclamation anyway. point that's what i meant yeah <laughs> my, that's that's that was the mic drop that's what it was just <laughs> no no separation between the sacred and secular so and send tweet yeah oh man well sweet yeah it's been uh awesome to have you on and great to follow along with the journey um uh just to kind of piggyback off of all that um i think I suppose actually I was in I was in Nashville actually for Thanksgiving, um, and I was actually going to go meet up with Rowdy, but I guess he, I don't know, it's so weird. Like he either came down or he was just just literally just missed him. Um, but it's just like so cool that uh, just being a part of the industry, like you know, some people are like oh like they're in a you know they're in a rock band, so they're going to be blah blah blah. It's like no, like some of the most chill people. You can you know as long as you're not a douche to them you're you're good (laughs) yeah rowdy has to be one of the realest people i've ever met and um i you know i i couldn't have imagined things any better you know like like the the guys it, it just you know every every band is a little bit different everyone has their their things and stuff you know but like I don't know, man. It's just kind of kind of cool to show up because I I've been you know I've been out of it for a while. I hadn't toured or like really played with anyone like you know other than playing for the church or playing you know my own songs with Parker. You know I, I said our songs, not my songs, but you know. So uh, so but Rowdy Rowdy and JJ work for Underoath. You know, so they've been like you know actively like there's kind of like a a culture and a vibe that I kind of like stepped into and like rowdy like put his arm around me and like pulled me in you know what i mean you don't you don't get that a lot you know a lot of people kind of like have this thing where they got to protect their their people and stuff and rowdy just does not care who you are he loves you you know and um he he still keeps in touch and uh it's just uh, one of the best people that i've ever met 
Um, so anyway, sorry. Just had to, you mentioned Rowdy. So I had to like <laughs> brag on how awesome he is. No, so. I love it, man. Now, he'll, now he has to, you just text like, hey, I talked about you. So you have to listen to this now. <laughs> yeah. Shameless plug. Yeah, sweet. Yeah, um, sure. Thanks for uh, for being being available and uh, sharing what you what you love to do, man. No, thanks for having me, and uh, thanks for letting me ramble. I'm sorry if uh, I overshot your time limit for Dude, this. We're, hey, we didn't hit so. two hours, so that's that's the goal. <laughs> Sick. Sick. But that's yeah. that's Joe Rogan stuff right there. Like. <laughs> I actually started, I was telling someone the other day, um, and if you guys want to listen to this podcast I'm about to mention, you're more than welcome to, but it's really long. Um, did you ever watch Scrubs growing up? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, so uh, Zach Braff and Donald Faison, they actually started a podcast because of COVID, um, where they literally go through Scrubs and they just re-talk about every episode. And I That's think the awesome. pilot, I love it. The pilot alone was like an hour 40. I'm like, this is awesome. <laughs> so they've done Sick. like I think they're on season three, and each episode's like at least an hour. And I'm just like, this is dedication. Like I've listened. I think I'm almost done with season one, and I'm just like, man, I really listened to like 30 hours of this stuff. <laughs> man, Scrubs is a deep cut, man. Oh, it's no. I'm gonna be watching while I'm uh getting used to having a baby in my life. So. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, she's down for a nap. Let me watch. Running, it's COVID, man. We're running out of stuff to watch. Right. Anyway. Sweet. Thanks for hanging out, Jared. And um, yeah, thanks for having me. Don't forget to like and subscribe to this so I can get motivated to do more episodes. (laughs) So it's awesome. Sweet. Thanks for hanging out in the Florida Artist Lounge, and we will catch y'all.